guys, Derek here from Bomb Socks, and welcome to the Bomb Bites podcast. Hey, if you're new to Bomb Bites, it's a service from our company, Bomb Socks, to help be a resource to use. You're studying along with the Come Follow Me curriculum for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Hope you enjoy today's episode. So yesterday I introduced you to the concept of the plagues of Egypt. If you remember correctly, the plagues are a disastrous evil or affliction, that's the definition of the word plague, or a large number of harmful or annoying things. Well, welcome to the next several chapters of Exodus where you're going to see disastrous evils and afflictions and a large number of harmful or annoying things. Now again, to understand something super important right here, I want to almost play this out as what's called the ultimate battle of the gods, all right? So, to set this battle up, we talked about this last time, Israel was never meant to be a slave. Israel was born to serve God and to influence the world with righteousness. We were never meant to fit in with the rest of the world. In fact, we are meant to gather people out of the world and bring them to Zion. So, we're never meant to fit in with the world. In order for Israel to be delivered from bondage, the very gods that held them captive had to be destroyed. That's an important thing to understand as we're going through this week. So, the question is, were the plagues just random acts of cursing, or was there a purpose behind each plague? So, I'm playing this out again like it's a battle, so we're going to start over in this corner right here. You have Pharaoh, all right? Feel free to boo him on your own if you'd like right there. So Pharaoh, verse number two. So you go back to chapter five where Moses says that iconic phrase, let my people go. Chapter five, verse two, Pharaoh said, who is the Lord that I should obey his voice to let Israel go? I know not the Lord, neither will I let Israel go. So he's like, God never heard of him. I'm the God here. I don't even know who this guy is. So we're going to introduce Pharaoh in this corner to Jehovah, the great I am. Now, I love chapter seven, verse five, where it says, and the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord when I stretch forth mine hand upon Egypt and bring the children of Israel from among them. So in this battle between Pharaoh and Jehovah, there are what I like to call 10 rounds here, all right? So this becomes the ultimate battle of the gods, all right? So we're gonna go through round one here now. Round one in this ultimate battle of the gods is the water turning to blood. So Exodus chapter seven, verses 19 to 25, the very lifeblood of Egypt, literally, That Nile is everything to the Egyptians. The water turns to blood. So you've got a god here, and I did a little bit of looking into Egyptian gods right here, so take this for what it's worth. I'm not an expert at all, but you've got Hapi, which is the spirit of the Nile, and you've got Knum, which is the guardian of the Nile. So this god of the Nile has been destroyed right here. Now the Egyptians, it's interesting, in this chapter it says the Egyptians tried to replicate that. Verse 22, the magicians of Egypt did so with their enchantments. They're like, haha, we did that too. So, but the bottom line is, the Nile has been turned to blood. That is the lifeblood of Egypt, literally. So round one goes to Jehovah, all right? Now, what happened in Israel? The waters of Israel were sweet and fit for drinking. That is good to know. All right, so now let's go to round two. All right, round two, you have got frogs. Oh, I can only imagine how crazy this was. So chapter eight, verses five through seven, it talks about how the frogs are just all over the place. They covered the land of Egypt. 
but also the, the Egyptians did so as well. They're like, we can do that too. So what's interesting is the God of fertility and resurrection is Heket. And you look at the face right here. This is kind of cool. The face of the God of fertility is a frog. And apparently the God of fertility is now multiplying out of control. So you have no control over that right there. So round two goes to Jehovah again. Now you go to round three, lice. Oh, I can only imagine how horrible, the, the, all of these things, you wanna talk about disastrous things. Lice all over the land. It talks about how in uh, verses 16 through 18, how uh, the dust of the land became lice, uh, crazy. So you have got the God of the earth, which has honestly an anteater face, which is kind of interesting. Uh, Geb, the God of the earth. So the earth itself has no control because the dust has been turned into lice. So round three also goes to Jehovah. So I think it's interesting how in verse 18, it says the magicians did so with their enchantments to bring forth lice, but they could not. And so they're like, dang it, we can't do this one. So round three goes to Jehovah. All right, round four, you've got flies. Oh, swarms of them. My wife and I were going on a walk the other night and just gnats were just flying around us a little bit. We were walking past a canal and just for a moment, we're just swarming like crazy. I can only imagine what it was like to be able to have in chapter eight, verses 21 to 24, flies, swarms of them all over the place. Um, in fact, I was reading about this, how this may not even have been flies. It may have been beetles, like large beetles, like dung beetles. Oh, horrible. Well, there is a God here. It is Shu, which is God of the air. So the God of the air has lost all power. So round four goes to Jehovah as well. Uh, by the way, there were no flies, no swarms of flies in Goshen. So now you go to round five, you got the cattle die in chapter nine, verses four through six. Well, you have got Apis, the a god of cattle, and you've got Hathor, which is the god in the form of a cow. Cattle were super important to the whole livelihood there. So this round goes also to Jehovah. No cattle in Israel died during this time. You go to round six, where you've got boils and blains. Just, that's just gross. Blains are pustules that break out of those boils. So that's chapter nine, verses eight through 11 and 14. You have got a god right here, Bast, which is the goddess of joy, and Ptah, which is the god of healing. So joy and healing was not taking place there. So that god gets taken out. You got round seven, where you've got hail and fire coming down out of the sky in chapter nine. Well, you have Mut and Nut, the great names, goddesses of the sky. All of a sudden, they lose all control over everything. So round seven goes to Jehovah. Uh, I hope you're seeing a pattern here. There was also no hail in the land of Goshen. So now you go to round eight. We're almost there. You got locusts, all right? Chapter 10, verses 12 through 15. You got locusts all over the land. It says they covered the whole face of the earth so that the land was darkened. They did eat every herb of the land and all of the fruit of the trees, which the hail had left. So whatever is left over from the hail, the locusts came in and got those. Well, you have got Seth, which is the protector of crops, and Renat, which is the goddess of the harvest. And they are also taken out right there. Well, round nine, darkness. 
Okay, chapter 10, verses 21 to 23. You have got Ra, which is the sun god, probably one of the most well-known Egyptian gods. And then you've got Horus, who is the god of the day. Those two gods taken out, and they lose all control as well. So round nine. So, so far, if you're keeping score, we are nine to nothing for Jehovah. Uh, there was light in Israel's dwellings. And round 10, which we'll talk more specifically about this in a couple of days, you have got the death of the firstborn in Egypt. And that takes out Pharaoh, who is the god of the Egyptians, Osiris, which is the god of life, Isis, which is the goddess of life. So right there, you have got round 10 going to Jehovah. And there was no death amongst Israel, which we will certainly talk about that as well. So throwing all this together, who is the winner when you're looking at all of these things, Nile, which is the lifeblood of Egypt, the resurrection, earth, air, cattle, which is a source of food. You got sickness, sky, harvest, day and night, and you've got Egypt, which represents the entire world. Who is the winner? Well, I am is the winner. And if you can keep all of that in mind, like I said, the very gods which were holding Israel captive needed to be destroyed. So these were not just random acts of cursing. This was to show judgment against all of the gods of Egypt by doing this. And it shows you he did it then, he can also do it now, which is going to lead us to what we are talking about in tomorrow's episode. If you'd like to check out our video that goes with today's podcast, you can find us on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook by simply searching Bomb Socks. That's B-O-M-S-O-C-K-S. And be sure to check out our amazingly comfortable gospel-themed socks at BombSocks.com. Thanks for listening, and hope you'll join us again for more episodes of Bomb Bites. Godspeed, and have a great day.